All right. Um, uh, we're, oh God, wait. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. Do you like edit the podcast, right? And like, yeah, cut? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, 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 cool. <laughs> My podcast theme song, Lightning Bugs by Evie Zellis. A legend of mine I interviewed two years ago. Howdy everyone, my name is Bonnie Orbison and I am the podcast host and manager and producer and editor and of Bonnie's Legends. And it's it's been a it's been a it's a it's been a long time. Um I've credited high school. But I interviewed a few people for my music blog I started called A Pretty New Music, which is coming in podcast form in 2023 too. You won't miss out on it any longer. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> today I'm back because season four is starting. I started recording season four like right after season three stopped, where like Riza was my last guest. And then I had a bit of a break. Beginning of this year, I asked Isabella Adele, a lovely legend of mine. She has a magazine called Adele Magazine. And she reached out to me like two years ago, I think, if I want to submit something of my work. And I did submit a writing excerpt of my debut novel. And it got published in a magazine and um, since then we kind of kept a really close friendship going on, texted here and there and um, beginning of this year where I started my new music blog and I kind of knew I didn't really have the time for my podcast anymore because I was in midst of finals. I reached out to him and was like, you want to do an interview? And it was such an amazing experience. I got really sick. And so that week I interviewed Isabella was like the first week I was well again. So it was very beautiful being back at interviewing for my podcast and meeting Isabella like on a call and talking to her for one and a half hours or like even more, I think. And um, it was such a lovely experience. And uh, I don't remember a lot of what we talked about, but we talked definitely about her magazine. We t- I remember we talked about moving out and uh, kind of adjusting to the adult world and what it's like to be a creative. We had a lovely conversation and I, I'm so excited to show you this conversation now. So we had this conversation back in March and then it really took me really... It took me a long time to figure everything out of the podcast again because um, I had to change podcast hosts, like the hosting platforms and a lot of other things. And um, so I always got delayed and always postponed. And um, yeah, but now apparently we're here and you're listening to this and um, you're about to listen to this really, really lovely conversation. Thank you for tuning in today and whenever you're tuning in. And uh, I hope you have fun. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Isabella Adele and me. 
in conversation in March 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, Isabella Adele. Yay. Hello, guys. Thanks for being my legend in my podcast. Yeah, no, thank you for letting me be a part of this. Of course. I mean, you know, it's kind of, I'm kind of giving you a big thanks back because <laughs> we've met, you DM'd me mm-hmm. and you asked me uh, to like write a piece for it to be featured in your magazine. Yeah, correct. And that was like my first, like the the magazine itself is like the first publication I've ever like done. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yes. That's I didn't know like, that because you're a writer, so. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, because you were my request and Instagram has a lot of weird requests going on. And I was just like. Yeah, for sure. Is this, is this real? I was just like, <laughs> is this really? So, yeah, of course I wanted to, I think I wanted to ask you on my podcast for a long time. And now I'm redoing the podcast. So I'm like, I need to ask her. And you say yes. Yes, yes. I'm so happy to be here. That's cool. You're an absolute legend. And that's why we're doing the Bonnie's Legends check. (laughs) It's like the special thing about season four. And it's basically just five questions I'm going to ask you that I'm going to ask every legend in my podcast. Sounds good. Okay. So what's your name? Isabella Ardell. Nice. So when's your birthday? Uh, 10-20-02. October 20th, 2002. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I did good. the I was just like, I did the Yeah, because it's also weird because the American and like the UK, they have the month and the dates, which... Yeah, I think it's so stupid. I think that the date should come first, then the month, and then the year. Why wouldn't that... Why wouldn't yeah. you do that that way? It yeah. Make sense. Whatever. Who's your legend? Who, do, who is someone I look up to? Yeah. That's so hard. Um, I feel like I've been asked that my whole life and I've never been really able to answer that Um, just because I kind of raised myself and I kind of taught myself a lot of things. I mean, my parents obviously helped, but um, we kind of didn't have that really super close relationship where and they didn't do things that I really enjoyed and they didn't teach me um, any of my crafts or those type of things. Um, And I don't know. I don't really look up to celebrities either. (laughs) Um, I guess like inspirations for people as a character through like I could maybe go through like a TV show or something like that. Some a character that I really like looked up to as a child and like really wanted to be her or whatever is Buffy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love her so much. I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. She's a great actor, but I don't know. I don't really have anyone I look up to. And I feel like that's a bad thing. But I take inspiration from a lot of different places and I take inspiration from a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's their craft, but I don't believe in their values. You know what I mean? So I can't look at look at them as a whole person I look up to. Yeah, I get That makes you. sense. Yeah, so that makes sense. No one's perfect. I know that, but no one's like 
that right niche where I'm like, I want to be that person because <laughs> I feel like I fit my own niche and I've collected over time through a bunch of different people. So yeah. That's also a good answer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I also had someone once in my podcast and he just said like, just the ability to change is for me legendary. Like it's not a person, it's just this thing that you can change every day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am a different person every day. (laughs) I'm through my, like what I wear and my accessories, actually my accessories probably stay the same, but (laughs) through what I wear, I've changed completely. I am sometimes very like not super, I don't get super emo or gothic, but sometimes a little edgy, we'll say. Mm. Sometimes a little girly, sometimes very tomboy. Mostly very tomboy just because it's comfortable. But yeah, I feel like I'm a different aesthetic every day. So it depends. I can relate to that. Yeah. What's an album you can get enough at the moment? An album? Mm-hmm. Music album. Yes. I mean... See, with music, I can enjoy driving without any music playing, and I just like listening to silence sometimes. Wow. I admire that so much. <laughs> I don't know. I just am like in my thoughts when I'm drive sometimes, and I it's too much when I have music on. But I listen, Lana Del Rey is my favorite artist probably of all time. I grew up with her on my little iPad Nano, uh, iPod Nano, sorry. Um, I grew up listening to her all the time even though my mom was pretty concerned because of her lyrics and like what she was talking about um so I just put her on repeat recently but um I mean I love so many different types of music I grew up with a lot of music my dad's a musician my brother's a musician both my grandpas are musician they're in the rock and hollywood of fame in Minnesota so like my family's pretty indulge with music and I'm not really I guess I have more of the artistic like physical art rather than musical art so I grew up with like reggae which is really weird because a lot of people don't really know what reggae music is and I grew up on reggae as well I love reggae so Sublime is one of my favorite artists because it reminds me of my father's voice a lot and I mean I love Tame and Paula I love Cage the Elephant there's so many good artists like indie to reggae to kind of poppy I guess Lana is a little poppy now but um there's so many good artists I don't (laughs) I'm trying to like think a song that I can't get enough of right now I just love the song is Fue Mejor um by Cali Uches and SZA Mm. I love that song I think it's so good it's in mostly in Spanish but yeah yeah I've been listening to Spanish music since I was little I actually went to a Spanish immersion school and was bilingual I'm technically still bilingual but I can't (laughs) I haven't spoke Spanish fluently with someone in a long time even though my boyfriend speaks Spanish I it I just haven't been practicing it so I've lost a lot of it so yeah yeah. that's so cool yeah it's a fun little fact I, I'm technically on my like record. I'm bilingual, but I mean, yeah. not really anymore. I'm not very good at it. I need to speak more. Quickly interrupting here, because at that time I did play a Bonnie's Legends game where the legend is picking a number and then asking her a question that was matched to that number. I don't do that anymore, but Isabella chose number 10. And the question to number 10 was...
When was the last moment you were really proud of yourself? The last moment where I was really proud of myself. Um, uh, <laughs> I do kind of have a difficult time, like, understanding, um, like, that I've done a lot and that I should be proud of myself for what I've done because I feel like I haven't, I'm not there yet, but I should feel proud of myself because a lot of people my age, I'm, as a 19-year-old, don't really, um, haven't experienced the things I've experienced or really tried to push themselves to experience it. They're like, wow, you've done all of this. You've, you can do all of that. And I'm like, you can too. It's super easy. I've set myself up for success like this and people don't think it's an option and they're kind of stuck to this system. Um, yeah. that, like this American school system has set them to like go to school, graduate, then go to college right after. Like why? Like, why I do not want to go to college. It's not in my set. But to answer your question, um, last time I was proud of myself, honestly, um, I graduated high school last year, which is kind of weird to think about. But I graduated high school last year. And I then moved out of my parents' house and bought my first car and um, kind of got a full time. I mean, I've always worked my whole life. Um, but I got a job that I'm finally happy about. And I feel like that was the last time I was proud of myself because I just felt like I was in a toxic household my whole life. And I just wanted to do my own thing and go my own place. Like, you know, and so I moved, I graduated, I bought a car, I moved out, I got a job that I actually love. And so I feel like, like six months ago, I was most proud of myself, probably, even though it was probably the worst time of my life to be honest I went through a lot and it was really it was a struggle but that's when I was most proud of myself to be able to get through all of that and accomplish those goals that I've been wanting for years and years so that's probably the time yeah that I was the most proud yeah I completely get you it's like this transition time but at the end of it you just look at it and you're like oh wow I've done all of this and like it was my dream for so long yeah I yeah. definitely feel that now too, you know, of creating high school and like knowing that I, you know, I won't go to college because I'm like, I'm just not born to like get educated the entire time. Like from a teacher, it's just, it's just weird system. <laughs> it, no, it seriously is. I'm taking a marketing class right now because my job paid for me to take a marketing class mm-hmm. out of college. And, um, I don't like it. <laughs> it's so easy for me. I feel like I've gained all of that marketing knowledge by being in the marketing community. You know what I mean? I I work as a I'm a marketing manager and I um just being indulged in like learning on my own makes me learn so much more than being in a class, you know? And I learn through resources that are on the internet that are more honestly easier to understand than classes so I just prefer teaching myself rather than being taught by someone else that doesn't not in my teaching style and it's money it's expensive to go to college here it's not cheap and it's not worth it in my opinion so yeah yeah I'm feeling the same completely relatable and I'm also the opinion that you know, some people are born to like have this time schedule and like have exactly in the morning and then yep. 
I don't know, art in the afternoon. Well, art is pretty relaxed in the afternoon, but like, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just not born with that. And yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to be a lawyer, you're going to have to go to college to be a lawyer. If you want to be a doctor, you're going to have to go to college to be a doctor. Yeah. That's fine, but that's not something I'm doing. You know what I mean? So I yeah. believe I don't have to go to college and they still push it. I'm like, no, I don't yeah. need it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a crazy society. <laughs> yeah, it is. Maybe you want to talk about your business because you have so much things going on and I'm like trying to follow every Instagram account you do and I, I see you know <laughs> yeah. and then you post about jewelry and I'm like oh yeah I did I wanted to wear your earrings oh cute but I haven't put them on it's okay <laughs> I'm wearing them literally every day <laughs> honestly they're like my fave ones I bought two Aww. pieces uh-huh. like I, I, um, I bought two pairs yep and I'm wearing like both at the same time like oh that's so cute that's a good idea yeah like and they that. match they match yeah perfectly. it's like oh my god so that's everybody so who's cute. listening please check out her earrings the podcast is going to be after i drop my jewelry line but i'm dropping my website on uh, march 31st and i'm doing a bunch of jewelry new jewelry so that's exciting i have to check it out <laughs> yeah you'll have to check it out when the website launches it's going to be there's going to be so many cool ones. I'm excited. Share yourself. Like, what's your journey? What's your business? Um, so my business, or I started creating a website when I was 15. Um, I started doing this because I had so much free time in school. Like I said, school's not really my thing. So I would instead of playing games on my phone or like Snapchatting people or doing that kind of thing, I would, um, I would use that free time that I got in school, uh, to just kind of play around and make a website. I was like, why not? It's free. Um, so I used the free version and created a website and kind of messed with that for like a year and decided to purchase the website. Um, and I, did not really know my style at the time. I was kind of trying to be trendy and I totally regret that. Don't be trendy when you first start a business. Be your true self. Sell what you actually want because then you can gain an audience that genuinely likes your items and your products. But just over time, I kept changing it. I changed my website like logos, colors, and like website platform probably like three four times <laughs> um because I mean I went through many changes myself like yeah. yeah so I went through so many different changes but uh so that was in 2017 I believe and then to the present I am creating I just finished creating a new website on Squarespace it just looks so much better and cleaner um and it the pictures look good I'm so excited the website looks better than I've ever it's ever looked in its life yeah so that's kind of where I started I that's when I started creating my website. Um, I sell jewelry and textile pieces on my website as for my magazine. I've been making jewelry for about 12 years. I um, got a job in making jewelry for custom jewelry for people. And I did that for about three years. And then for sewing, I've been working with textiles for 15 years. I think I started sewing when I was seven. My aunt taught me and I first 
started sewing quilts, and then I entered them into competitions when I was in high school. Um, they kept getting first place. I was pretty proud of myself, and I kind of wanted to expand my knowledge in sewing, and I started creating clothing um, to pillows, to purses, to accessories, to kind of anything now. Um, sewing is a mindset, I believe. It's kind of something that you can just unfold and unravel. Like I can have like a, a pattern like laid out in my head, if that makes sense, because I've been doing it for so long. I just kind of like understand the whole basics and I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect whatsoever, but I just kind of get sewing. And so I feel like that is my, the medium that I'm the best at just because I've been doing it the longest. Um, and jewelry, I had work experience in that. So I kind of have two different viewpoints with those two jewelry and textiles. I love them both equally, probably. Um, I express myself differently in those mediums. And then the magazine, I kind of started out of nowhere. Um, I just understood how hard it is as an artist to find your niche, find your group of people. Um, I felt like people didn't understand my price points. People didn't understand my work ethic that went into an art piece. And I was like, so yeah. where is my, where's the, my people, you know what I mean? And I'm like other artists, other artists want to support you. You know, we want to support each other and they understand the work that's put through it. They get the price points. They get the, like the passion and they want to be sustained on their art as well. And so why, and so like, why don't we just support each other? So I created Ardell it's a place for artists to like support each other and have a community of artists they can go to if they want to collab, if they want to um, just kind of support each other in any way, like follow each other. Like followers are kind of big to like see, oh, are they a big artist or, you know what I mean? So that's kind of why Ardell was created. Um, even though I didn't know why when I first started it, I get it now. And I started that like a year ago, I think. Yeah, which is kind of weird because it doesn't seem like that, yeah. but I'm pretty, it was like a year ago when I started it and I published the first issue around this time and yeah, around this time, a little bit actually, yeah, around this time and I'm still <laughs> struggling to get the second issue. I just, me moving out, realized how much bills I have to pay, you know what I mean? And finding, to get like a magazine printed, Yeah, it's like $500. And I don't have just like $500 to just choose to use that towards printing a magazine right now because I have rent, I have car problems, which is a huge thing that I didn't know adults really had to deal with. I just spent $800 on my car a couple weeks, yeah. like a week ago. So that's great. You know what I mean? So it's just hard to find that balance, <laughs> you know? So I'm I'm hoping that it comes, I can get it out, but like next month, but I keep saying that to myself. I'm not getting an extra $500 from anywhere. So whenever it happens, I'm, I, I get so stressed about it. And I feel so bad to all of the artists that are like asking and wanting and like wondering. Yeah. And I feel like they think I'm a scam and I'm not a scam. I'm just a young adult that's struggling right now. And I want to post a video of myself and be like, Hey guys, I'm a real person. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm yeah. I don't think they're I don't think they're like 
mad at you. Okay, that's, that's what my boyfriend says, but I'm like, I just mad at myself, I guess. If that would have happened, like, you know, I would have submitted, you know, the feature of my debut novel in that issue uh, instead of the first one. I wouldn't be mad at all. Yeah. Like, at all. I know how it yeah. is, you know. I'm, right now, yeah. I'm, like, publishing my um, my second novel, <laughs> and I want to get a hardcover edition. And they're so expensive. So expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's so difficult like why is it so expensive I don't understand so I might since like the normal size issue is $500 I might just get um where's a book not a yeah like the size of a book yeah. and that one would be like $200 and I was like okay I could probably just do that so I might do that but I don't are people gonna be mad at, are people gonna be no. mad you don't think so They're even cuter than like the big ones yeah, I maybe we'll just start doing like the um they're eight point wait ten inches by f- wait no eight point five by five point five that's the size. It's all fine, but I think if you just do a smaller, I did you know it's not different really. I might think about do it. it. I didn't want to push into anything, but just you know talking about it. Yeah, no, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it, and I wanted to ask you because yeah. you're an artist so I wouldn't wanted to see sure. your perspective but I could honestly I'm so glad that I waited to do the issue this long because I have m- corrected it so many times and I have made it look so much better like I haven't just been leaving putting it off I've been actually like working on it and I finally finished it like four weeks ago like finished it finished it like grammar looks good I hope sometimes I'm so scared about grammar I've had many people go through it and I'm scared that they're gonna all miss this one thing you know what I mean but I have um just made it look so good and so much better than the first issue it looks 100% better than the first issue so I'm excited yeah and also about the price points I totally get you as well like people are not artists they don't get mm-hmm. that you maybe you know that you need for example the hot cover edition is like will be like 25 euros and then the paperback will be like 20 because you know mm-hmm. it's just also expensive and I was like scared because I sold my debut novel for so mm-hmm. cheap yeah my first issue my magazine was like eight dollars what the heck Isabella what were you thinking eight dollars that's so cheap I'm like I didn't make any money off of that issue. I didn't make yeah. any money. I probably, I actually think I lost money. <laughs> I put a lot of my savings into that first issue oh. and shipping. Oh my God. Shipping out all of those magazines that costed probably $200 to ship everyone's magazines out. But I mean, most people paid for their shipping, but some people, but some people were further away and my shipping didn't quite cover it. So I paid for some of the people's shipping a little bit, but it was a lot of money and I don't think I made any profit back. And I'm like, and my boss now, cause I work at a store. Um, my job, my full-time job is working at a store that supports small artists um, so my job is uh, working with small artists that are locally in my area, um, in my state, uh, and I work with them and stuff like that. And my boss is like, you should be selling that for like $20, $20. Like, I sold it for $8. And the second issue, I think I'm selling for like $15. i am like, I really shouldn't 
I should, it should be $20 for this magazine. I'm the only one working on it. I'm not even including my time on this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just including like covering it. I'm, I kind of, I kind of put myself in that position and I know for next time that it's going to be a little bit more expensive. <laughs> so yeah. What's the meaning behind Adele? Because I know it's not your real name and I know you said I want to change your name. Oh yeah. 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 It actually is my real name, technically. It's my middle name. Ardell is my middle name. It was my, it's been in my family for a while. I think my like great, great, great grandma's middle name was Ardell too, I believe. And um, I just, finding a business name yeah. is pretty difficult. I think everyone that has a business gets that. Like, unless you have this good idea, it's so hard to come up with a name on the spot. And a lot of people choose their name. And I didn't know if I wanted to be that cliche, but it kind of turned out to be that. Um, I wanted my business to be called Ardell completely, but there's Ardell Lashes. Oh. So I couldn't do that. <laughs> there's a company that sells <laughs> lashes called Ardell. So I was like, okay, I can't do that. So my brand name is Isabel Ardell. And then I wanted to branch off of that. So have my magazine be Ardell Magazine. So it's kind of like in the same group, but like it's its own thing. So that's kind of why I named it that. I didn't really... I. Th- I thought it would look cool on a cover and I know a lot of covers that use like names and stuff like that. So that's kind of why. I love that. I love the name. I actually thought Thank the you. entire time that it's like, you know, your first and your last name. A, a lot of, a lot of people that I know and have met think that that's my last name too. Um, it's my middle name. Johnson is the most basic last name to probably exist except Smith. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I thought about changing it to my last name. Even my mom was like, I might change my last name to Ardell too. But who knows? Maybe in the future. I don't know. Yeah, but I completely get it. Like choosing a real name. Because uh, um, so like last year, I um, published the English translation of my GV novel. And I wanted to give it because I knew I want to have a publishing company at some point. I needed a name for it. <laughs> And I didn't want to be it like Bonnie Orbison. Yeah. So I chose mm-hmm. the Cry Lounge. And while redesigning the logo for the next book that I'm publishing, I was just like, maybe that name wasn't that good. <laughs> but now I just have to stick with it. It's a good <laughs> name. But sometimes you're just like, hmm, I could have chosen another one. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's like so many names out there if you yeah. choose not your name you know what I mean so it's like so like I don't know but if you choose your name it's like oh it's mine so that's why you know it's it is what it is yeah and the same with artist names it's also just so difficult like um like Bonnie Orbison is a complete artist name yeah no I love I think Bonnie Orbison has a thing to it to be honest I, I just, I know your name. Like, I remembered your name. Like, my mom asked me, like, who, oh, what's the podcast you're going on? I'm like, our name's Bonnie Orbison. And she's like, that name sounds familiar. And I was like, I don't know why you think that name sounds familiar because you've never talked to her in your life. I know why. Why? I know why it sounds familiar. Does your mom listen to, like, country music? No. Okay. No. I don't know. But what, what's the connection? 
because Orbison is coming from Roy Orbison. I call myself after my legend, you know. Oh, is that okay? Okay. No, I don't think my mom knows who that is. Um, from we already touched base on it, but like from creating to publishing, how long does it take you to create an issue for the magazine? Okay, so um, for the first issue, like I said, I did that in class during my free time. So every time I was bored of school, I had more motivation to work on my magazine than go in class. So it's a little bit different from now because I'm not in school and I work full time and all of that jazz. So, um, but when I... I think I started the issue in like December, late December, and then I finished it, I think, in March, March yeah. or April, like, it was like, really, like, I don't know how I did it so quick, I think I did it within like three months, the whole issue, and got all the artists, the whole issue, and printed it out, and sent it out like within four months as for the second issue it's been a year <laughs> guys it's been a year guys so I thought I was gonna do like an issue every season it didn't happen <laughs> so I feel like I might do like an issue twice a year if possible um but I want to keep like I want to figure out my schedule a little bit better and figure out my finances a little bit better since I'm just a newbie living on my own. So I don't really, it's kind of difficult for me um, with like to just yeah. randomly pull out money for different hobbies. You know what I mean? Being a young adult, but um, I want to figure that out first. And then hopefully my goal is to do two issues a year. Um, at least I really want to do two issues a year and I already have people lined up for the next issue and I haven't printed out the second one. And I really want to get started because I've met so many cool um, artists recently locally um, just because I've gotten a, a good friend group and a lot of them are artists and they are really wanting to be my next issue. Um, and I actually already had someone do a custom um, article for my next issue as well. And I'm like, just want to get started on the new one because I love doing that. And I don't know how much free time I would have, but I would put a lot of my free time towards the next issue once I have the other one printed. I should probably start now. I mean, it's just so overwhelming and I'm stressed right now because I just want to print out the second issue. Uh, from publisher to publisher, like, how did you, like, print it? Did you, yeah, did you get a local printer or... Because I'm, like, in four months getting them printed, it's like... Yeah, no, I actually got it printed within two weeks. So I paid for it to be printed and it came within two weeks. Yeah. So, um, the printing, the printing company is not locally, I don't believe, but it's like the most affordable version I can find. Um, because I looked at a lot of other magazines and it was like a thousand dollars for 50 to a hundred issues. And I was yeah. like, what? Um, no, that's not happening. And this is the, uh, it's called maxi print, I believe, is where I get my things printed. Um, and they send you a test 
like paper, like a test paper, like run. And they're super quick and easy. Like I said, it came within two weeks. Sometimes it comes within a week. Like you can have it come within a week. It's like super crazy how fast they come. Um, and then, yeah, that's where I get my stuff printed. It's the most affordable version I can find. Maybe I should look into local printing. I don't know if that's going to be more expensive though. Would it be more expensive? I think so. I think so. Local means more, probably more expensive. They're made in the USA. My, all of my magazines are made in the USA, but, um, I don't know exactly where I can't remember if it's like California or something like that. (laughs) I don't know, but it's in the USA. It's not like in a different country. Yeah. But it's not from my state. Yeah, finding printing companies is so difficult. Like I, when I first started to self-publish, I tried to find a local printer, and you know, I'm like living at the edge of the world, kind of <laughs> in this yeah. village of thousand inhabitants, and the rest is are cows, you know. So um, I just found like printing companies like online, like based in the UK or the US. So I have to pay shipping as well. Yeah, I was I was gonna be like, oh, you could print through Maxi Print, but I'm like, mm, shipping might be a lot for you. So I don't know if I would suggest yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Shipping would be like two hundred dollars itself. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you like find your artists for your magazine? Do you reach out? Like you reached out to me. <laughs> no, didn't have to submit anywhere. But like, um, do you have submissions? open at some time or um yeah do you you Um, always reach out that was that's my burning question do you always reach out to artists yeah hey I want to feature you yeah so um at first because I didn't have any following I didn't have much following or experience at all I just started reaching out to artists um and I found those artists going through other magazines so um there's a magazine called, I'm not too sure, but I looked up like zines and stuff like that. Um, I think there was this one magazine that I found on TikTok that kind of got me inspired a little bit to create my own. Um, and I looked at their artists and I looked at their following and started following people and started DMing them. Being like, hey, are you interested in being an issue? And to my thought, I was like, why wouldn't an artist, a small artist, want to be a part of a magazine? They can say their artwork is published in a magazine. They can write that on their portfolio. They get that experience. Like, it would be, I wish someone reached out to me to be in a magazine, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's kind of a cool opportunity that artists don't really know about, Yeah, I guess. So, um, at first, I started reaching out to people, and I reach out to people locally that I knew too to fill up some space because I didn't know many people at the time. Um, But eventually artists kind of came to me, you know, because of your followings, you know what I mean? You follow some artists and you promoted my stuff. And so they came and DM'd me and then that kind of thing. But I do still uh, DM artists that I like. I find them on TikTok. I find them on Instagram. And then I am like, hey, I love your artist style. Could you do, like I said, I had a custom piece already done for the third issue because I loved her style so much. So a little hint at the third issue, like like one of the articles, it's going to be like astrology signs. And so she did an art piece for each, like a character for each astrology sign. And it's so cute. I love it so much. 
Um, I can't wait for that. So I'm going to write a little bit about like each of the zodiac signs because I, I do one article in each of my issues. And so that's going to be a part of my issue for my article on that magazine. Um, but yeah, so I kind of reach out, they kind of reach out to me, but I think I will, I will be always reaching out to people because I like picking out my artists that I enjoy being with, you know, I mean, I pick, I like picking out the artists that I want in my magazine. Yeah, get um, that. It's not, I, it's not like that I hate some art artists or people that enter their artwork. It's just sometimes they don't fit. Sometimes they don't have good quality um, pieces quite yet. And I always am like, submit next time. I will totally take a look. Like, I want to see your progression. You know what I mean? They're just such a new artist that sometimes it doesn't really fit with the theme. And I want my magazine to look professional. Their artwork is amazing on its own, but it may not fit with that mm -hmm. issue. And in the future, they may have something way better to, to submit. But um, for going to the third issue, I'm probably going to have a submission on my website. Um, I have a little like contact form that you can submit your artwork yeah. to. Um, submit your artwork through and that can be for artists that have already been in my magazine or people that are interested but don't really know quite yet um, if they want to participate they can submit through my website and I will now be having like a submission portal but I still will be reaching out to other artists if that makes sense yeah so they can submit on my website and once I have the second issue printed I will promote submitting on my website vice versa so yeah, yeah. I like that I like that <laughs> uh I wanted to ask you like being an artist about like being an artist what's your favorite aspect of being an artist my favorite part about being an artist is that you have a skill that no one else has really because you're you're um your artist style is completely different from someone else. And it's kind of hard to find that at first. I realized that over time, I didn't know what that was. But if you keep practicing your art, if you keep working towards it and keep being your true self, which I had a problem with because I was trying to be trendy. I was trying to be this and be that. But if you're your true self and you um, keep practicing art that way, you will find your artist medium. You will find it. And I was so worried I wouldn't. And I was like, why won't I find it? I think I finally found my artist style. And I, it just, it took me like 15, 12 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it took a long time and it's okay. Um, you learn. That's a lot. That's great about being an artist. You just kind of learn through your medium and your practice. Um, I also like being an artist because I always have something to share and something to give I feel like yeah. I have something I can always give as a gift and teach people and it's some okay we're not sorry my cat's trying to go to my computer <laughs> no <laughs> agat her name's agat <laughs> being an artist you can share something and you can like try to teach people you know like hanging out nowadays it's like oh let's just like go to the mall or go well, my favorite things are going to the cafe and thrifting, taking photos, but people don't 
want to experience anything or learn anything because learning to them is so like uh, yeah. learning. I hate learning. Everyone's exhausted from learning because of how the school systems were taught. Like yeah, teach they taught in a environment that was not comfortable for a lot of people and so people are exhausted and don't want to learn or be taught anything but art is so cool because it's something that like you're able to give to someone and teach someone and it keeps giving you know what I mean and something with my job we teach classes at my uh, work and I teach sewing and jewelry classes and I really want to give that opportunity for young adults and I have like student discounts for um, people if they want to do my classes because I want to give an opportunity to young adults of like learning a craft because a lot of young adults high schoolers even are like a huge target audience for me because they don't know what they want to do when they're older and they don't know because they're not they're not they don't have access to learning what's out there they only have access to the school system and the school system puts them in this like tunnel of like career fields and that's it like I want to show them that oh you can sew like sewing's an option like they didn't no one knows how to sew anymore and they don't teach sewing in school they don't no one knows how to do that. No one knows how to start to make jewelry. And to make jewelry and sew, you need to buy a sewing machine. That's so expensive. No student can buy that. You know what I mean? So I want to give, I love art because I can teach other people and give them and hopefully inspire them to try something else and not to, like, there's other options out there. You can be an artist. Like, you don't have, like, it's not a bad thing. Like, you can make art off of, you can make money by being an artist if you want to, if you want to, if you can push yourself and actually choose to do that, you can. So I just like art because it's just, it's something else. You know what I mean? It's something else from like the society. I feel like it's just like art society. They're completely like, it's just different things. And they're like something I really enjoy. I don't know I feel like that explains it somewhat <laughs> I love the answer I was gonna say question <laughs> like, <laughs> you're good mm-hmm. well I love that question <laughs> how do you balance everything how do you balance working full-time running a business creating art <laughs> So (laughs) about that question, um, that's something I'm figuring out right now. Um, I think it's going to take a little bit longer, but that is my short-term goal right now um, to find balance between work, art, my business, my magazine, my friend life, my mental health. Like I want to find a balance between everything and it's going to take a bit because I have such, I'm just like settling down. I'm starting to get it. The funny thing is as soon as I'm like starting to kind of get in the groove, I have to move out of this apartment soon. So it's like, well now it's going to be a little bit different, but for now I want that to be my short-term goal. So in the next month, I hope to have that figured out. Um, I'm kind of, I think I have ADHD. <laughs> I'm undiagnosed ADHD. So I'm kind of all over the place. And um, I work full time. So I have like one, maybe two days off sometimes. And those days off, like today, I would focus on 
my art or my business. And so um, that's kind of how I schedule out my time. My days off, I use to work more. Does that make sense? Yeah. That <laughs> like makes I'm sense. working all the time, but me as a person, and people recognize this, I like to work, I guess. I think I enjoy working. It's kind of a weird thing. It's not like I enjoy it, but it's because I'm, people think, they look at me and they're like, oh, she likes to work. It's not I like to work. My work is enjoyable. You know what I mean? Like, it's something I want to do. It's like a hobby of mine. Like, my job, I genuinely like working at the job I work at because I get to work with small artists. I don't mind checking people out. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I don't mind straightening and stocking. I don't mind, like, now that I'm a manager working there, it's so much, like, I love being treated like an adult and like I have more responsibilities. Um, On my team, I have two owners at the business um, and I have a manager. And then I have, we have some other employees that are high schoolers, but out of those three, they're older women and I'm on the team and I'm like a 19 year old and they're like older women. And I'm like on higher up and I'm like, why, what am I doing here? Like, <laughs> it seems so weird at times, but I deserve it. And I have always wanted that like role. I wanted to be that higher up because I've had previous jobs that have abused my like work ethic and abused my like, my like intelligence. Yeah. And they've treated me lower because they're like, we can abuse that. And like, pay you below minimum wage we can make you do whatever you want make you like when I made custom jewelry that was that job was horrible like my boss was disrespectful towards me she was not a good person and I stayed there for three years I don't know why I don't know why but anyway as I'm saying like I'm finding that balance and I finally found a good job I finally settled down and it's I work all the time and it's fine with me because it's things I enjoy yeah. doing. Like I choose to do that with my time. And I do f- go on social media quite some time. That takes up a lot of my time. And I wish that I could not be addicted to TikTok. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really wish I I am so, I'm so addicted to TikTok. It's horrible. Like <sighs> I look at other people and I see them all on their phone and like the only hobby that they have is scrolling through TikTok. Thankfully, that's not my only hobby, but it, I wish I put that time that I sat on TikTok towards making art. And I'm trying to find that motivation. Um, I struggle with motivation all the time and, um, doing things like this helps me, you know, talking with other artists, other people that get, get, you you know what I mean it you don't have motivation all the time inspires me like after we get off this this uh podcast like or this meeting or whatever you want to call it um after our FaceTime call I'm gonna be so motivated but watch me plop in bed and go on TikTok I can't do that I can't do that I'm gonna go eat food and I'm gonna go make art like that's what I need to do and um I'm finding that balance and I'm finding that motivation but talking with people and sharing with people really helps. Yeah. You know, if you're with a good team and you're with a good amount of people and you enjoy what you're doing, that balance will come easier to you then. And you won't feel like tired all. I mean, I feel tired. Yeah. I mean, like, it won't seem like work. It doesn't seem like work. 
me. I have one last question. Sounds good. So you said you started around seven making art. And I wanted to ask you, mm -hmm. what piece of advice would you give your younger self? You know, now having looked back on your artistic path, what advice would you give your seven-year-old self? Yeah, I think I already kind of said it, but be true to yourself. That's the biggest advice that I would yeah. give to any person in school, high schoolers, and like, just be yourself. Stop trying to be someone else. Like, just stop. Like, uh, it was so hard for me to figure that out. And I mean, I, I was my true self, like in middle school and like freshman and then high school kind of changed me and tried to make me like, oh, I have to be cool to fit in. I have to be cool yeah. to participate in like these things and do these experience, you know what I mean? And I was kind of a nerd. I've always been kind of a nerd just because I'm more well-rounded than most people. So I was bullied my whole school. It's, you know what I mean? It, it is what it is for being my true self. And then eventually I was like, I'm not going to be my true self anymore. I'm just going to be like you. Why would you want to be like those people that bullied you? You know what I mean? Like why just be yourself and be confident in it and you will succeed. Like if you're just yourself and you're confident and you stay true to yourself, you will succeed and you will be way better for it. You know what I mean? You'll be way stronger for it. And I wish my seven-year-old self would just kind of be, um, be myself. Yeah. Like I said, and just kind of, I don't know, but I mean, that's hard for my seven-year-old self to like, yeah. I guess do, because you didn't really she know. She would have the reminder. But, um, she would knew. Like, I don't know. You would time travel back to your seven-year-old self and yeah. you would say, be true to yourself. Like, stay true to yourself. And you'd be like, what? And then, like, five years later, yeah. she would be like, yeah, true. Huh. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting here. Ah, uh, get it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's probably it. This podcast episode. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm not ready. This podcast episode is brought to you by The Cry Lounge. The Cry Lounge is an independent publishing company founded by this podcast host, Bonnie Opson. The Cry Lounge transfers your daydreams onto paper. If two book releases the past two years, they are preparing to extend their service to other authors and other creators. To get more details and support this show, 
There's a link in the description you can check out. The Cry Lounge looks forward to meeting you.